Guys, I saw something magical. What'd you see? I saw Matt Palmer set up the podcast. I don't think magical's the word. It was magical. I came in and he wasn't ready yet. Yeah. Because he usually he like texts me and he's like, okay, I'm ready and I'm come in. And yeah. this time I just kind of came in. Yes. <laughs> like uninvited. <laughs> and I was like, where's my microphone? Yeah. And he's like, well, I didn't tell you to come the fuck in. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay. And so I was like, I'm going to watch him do this. I'm going to watch his process. And like the process again is strong. Nothing happened. I got the mics out and plugged them in. You hooked it up. You d- did better than what I could do. That's I don't know true. how to do all this. That is true. But you know, I went to school for it, darling. Remember yeah. Clive Davis department. I watched you use that degree, baby. I mean, I'm using it every week, darling. Damn. Every minute of the day. God. Got it, that BFA. It's taken us a long way. It was, all that <laughs> money was worth it. Hey, we love that. Do you still have student loans? I'm uh, th- my next payment's my last payment. <gasps> I know. Merry if, Christmas, if Happy New Year. <laughs> if that's not the way to fucking end off 2020, oh, man. I'm so thrilled. Oh my god, it's the best feeling. I fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Palmer. It's Matt Steele. Oh my gosh, how are you feeling, Matt Steele? So tired. Yes, <laughs> it's just you know a week winding, getting ready for like winding down, getting ready for the holidays. This yeah. is always like the most hectic week, and the fact that this is happening during a pandemic makes it more pa- more hectic. Of course. Um, one of my best friends, I is moving to Texas, mm. and so I just said. Goodbye to him. Oh. <laughs> like, like literally, like one of the very first people I met in Los Angeles mm. who has helped me survive Los Angeles is moving away. Mm. And it's kind of, I've never had like a friend of mine growing up, like move away. You know how mm. like when you're a kid, that's like your worst fear. Right. Or like that's what your, your worst fear. Like one day your parents are going to be like, we're moving. Right. You know, and that's never happened to me. And now it's like, it just happened. A friend is moving away. <laughs> a friend is moving it away. Happens, yeah. But you know, it's, I mean, Texas isn't super far. Right, you can jump on a plane. Well, not now, but not now. <laughs> but like, he'll, like, I'll go out there. He'll come out here. Yeah. He's always a jet setter. He's always traveling, you know, and he's an actor. He'll probably come out here to like hopefully act and get, book some things, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we wish Fernando all the best. Yeah. I'm sure if you guys follow me on Instagram, you've seen him all over my Instagram. He's everywhere. Um, so, uh, what else did I do? Yeah, what was your week up to? Oh, you did a lot of things to celebrate the goodbye. You did a six mile hike. Oh, I blocked <laughs> that shit out. No, can't forget I that. Like, I know I did something horrible, yep. but I truly can't and that remember was what it was. Yes, to, to one of his like goodbye <laughs> hurrahs was me. He convinced me to go on a hike. And then I found out through the other friend that went on this hike that the hike was six hours. <laughs> I don't know that I have a friend I like that much that I'd go on a six hour hike with. Not them. only was it six hours, but we had to walk through rivers. No. Nope. Like very shallow rivers. So like, you know, our feet got soaking wet, but like, I don't have hiking shoes. Get out of here. I And they every time I go on a hike, I always get yelled at because they're like, why are you wearing chucks? Like, why are you wearing Converse on a hike? And I'm just like, well, these are the only kind of like shoes I own they're like you don't have walking shoes and I'm like no and I'm like I go on two hikes a year I'm not gonna buy shoes for this but anyway I should have bought shoes for this because my feet, water. my feet got wet and yeah. I refused to walk through the river when um it was like super cold out in the morning yeah. because of course we had to start at nine in the morning I went with morning people I mean um, I love my friend and <laughs> and so when it was in the morning it's like I'm not gonna have my feet get wet 
in the morning when it's mm. cold out, I'm not going to like get pneumonia or anything. Right. So Fernando, who's the friend who's moving, he's very big and very strong. And so he carried me on his back <laughs> for the entire <laughs> first like six miles, like I mean, going through the rivers. And so we appreciate that. And then the sun came out and I was like, I got it from here. Well, I'm there fine. you go. Yeah, so that was hell. I am still sore. I, I truly can't imagine doing that. Like I, Two hour hike I'm by the end of that I'm like alright Let's wrap it up Like that's enough Yes and you know I love a walk You know I can walk for Miles and miles But like you know On even ground Right But this is just insane I woke up today Two mm. days later mm. When I tell you My baby toes <laughs> I have never <laughs> felt Such pain in my baby I never knew Baby toes could feel such I was gonna feelings. say I don't know That I've felt them Specifically in my life Ever Oh my god mm. Well and I also Have bad feet in general mm. Like I have a lot Of foot problems um, So it was not great But you know what I did it I got in my cardio and my leg workout yes, for the year. 10 miles. Because Lord knows I don't do leg days. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I, I do some jumping jacks, like 10 push-ups, and I call it a day. Oh, my God. How was your week, Matt Palmer? My week was good. I um I think I've gotten to the bottom of my sleep. Not completely. We're still, like, getting back into the right sleep oh, habit. I forgot you were going through I it. I was having sleep issues. And so, okay, I don't know if this has come up a lot. I am, what's the word I would use? I would say the word frugal. <laughs> I am not a person who likes to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was in the market for new sheets. And I was like, oh, let me find some new sheets. I'll go online and see like, oh, there's a list of the best sheets out there. And then I found, of course, the like most bang for your buck section. I was like, oh, mm. that's what I want to see. Love that. I read through it. I'm like, they're like, this actually feels very comfortable, blah, blah, blah. They're polyester, but you know, they're so they're not the most breathable, but you know, they're whatever. They're sheets. You're going to like them. And I was like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. I get the sheets. Mm-hmm. I lay down on them. They're a bit warmer than I'm used to, which okay. I guess is the lack of breathability. And I think half of the reason I was waking up in the middle of the night was because I was like overheating. Oh, no. Because the, polyester, the polyester sheets are like... I, apparently just us as people We like you know Lose a lot of water in the night Not to be gross But like you know You sweat or whatever And if you have polyester It has no real way place to go Because not getting through the polyester Okay <laughs> And so I We finally got our washer fixed In our apartment building Thank God mm. We have been fighting for this For months Did truly. we talk about that on this podcast? I don't know if we've talked about it Six months Girls we've been through it Six months It's been horrifying But we were at the end of the rope. Yes. We got a new washer. I washed everything. I washed my sheets, put the old cotton sheets back on, and then suddenly slept seven and a half hours uninterrupted. <laughs> and I was like, oh, maybe the polyester sheets had something to do with this. So the point being, just buy cotton sheets. They're more expensive, but, you know. Well, what are you going to do with the polyester sheets now? I don't know. Maybe I can take them to Goodwill or something. Maybe some people want sheets. I don't know. I don't know. What size better are you? I, I mean, I'm kind of in the, I kind of need new sheets. I'll buy them off you. I mean, <laughs> what size better are you? Queen. Oh, I'm a fall. Oh. Um, oh, darn. Sorry. A lot of people have a problem with polyester, and I've never been one of those people. I don't know that I have a problem with it in clothing, but sleeping, it gets it just gets hot while you're sleeping. Okay. Like I, it just is. I love the feeling in clothing. I feel like it's really soft, and some people are like, absolutely not. Oh. And I'm like, I like it, and it doesn't shrink, which I have a shrinking problem. Mm, with your clothes? With my clothes, well, which is weird because I don't even use the dryer when it comes to like my shirts like I let them hang dry mm. but they still somehow think <laughs> and, and so I was just like I don't know it sounds like fun it's devastating <laughs> guys everything about this year is devastating <laughs> well should we jump into this week's news for idiots let's jump into the news for idiots did you hear about Ariana I saw so, I didn't even know she was dating nobody I knew she was dating someone I didn't know I don't know anything about him and I still don't and I guess that's probably for 
for the best that she's keeping this guy private. His name is Dalton Gomez. And now she is looking to be Mrs. Dalton Gomez because they have announced they are engaged. Um, and that came out today on Sunday. And you know what? Congrats to her. I guess she was engaged to Pete Davidson like mm-hmm. two years ago. She... Um, you know, also famously dated Mac Miller before that, and then he passed away. So she's been through the ringer romance-wise. Uh, I hope this works out. I hope it's a long engagement. You know, she's still very young, mm-hmm. so I feel like, you know, take as much time with him as you need. How old is she? I think she's what, like 26, 27? Okay. Something like that. Like, that's, she's not a baby, yeah, but she's... she's not, that's not, like, super young. Standard, no, but, like, if you were engaged to someone else two years ago, why are we rushing to get engaged now? Okay. You know, I feel like we could just take our time. Like, she has... Uh, the world is at her fingertips. She's at one of the peaks of her career, I'm sure. So, yeah, take your time. Get to know him. Look for lots of dresses. And then, you know, maybe 2022... Look at get okay. married, you know? It's enough time to plan a wedding. Totally. <laughs> I love how you're just like, they got engaged and you're like, get to know him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as, as someone who's watched The Bachelor, I just know engagement just mean like, oh, you're just going to continue dating. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to continue and to get to know each other. And that's great, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy for her. Um, and, you know, I, I hope it all works out with her and Dalton. Congrats to the happy couple. I agree. Uh, Ed Sheeran announced on Instagram today that he is releasing new music tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Yes. So oh. by the time most people are listening to this, he will have a new single out. And rumors suggest that he'll be dropping his new album, Subtract, sometime soon. Subtract. Well, he's had an album called, I think called Plus and Divide. So yeah, there's going, Divide. Yeah. Is that an album called Plus? I feel like I've seen a Plus. Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. I don't know my edge here in okay. the front. I know the. I know Divide and I know there were like math symbols in that yes, cover. For sure. So maybe that's his thing. What's he going to do when he runs out of... I don't know. It's like... A, I like, mean, I guess Adele's not going to run out of ages. Adele's not going to run out of ages. I bet like, you but, Adele's new album's called Adele. I bet there's not even a number. Anymore. Really? That's what my bet is. <gasps> Oh wow! I know. I know. I'm just saying it now. I like you know. I like to put out my premonitions out to the universe because I keep them to myself, and they come true. And I'm like, hey, no one knew that I knew that. So now we all know. (laughs) You also thought like me, I am Mariah was going to be called moments. Hey, (laughs) but I called the rarities. Lest we forget. Yeah, you did, but yes. she also like said the rarity. No, I no stop. I called that she was putting on a B sides collection before she announced that the, the rarities was coming. Oh, I thought you were saying podcast. that you and you like called that it was going to be called the rarities. No, then she like drop a hint and then she said like hashtag rarities. Or no, 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 no. I'm saying I and I knew the B sides were coming in their own thing. You're not going to give me this. Why are you looking at me like I have three heads? No, you should be like you know what, Matt. You're right. That you is know amazing, what, Matt. You are so. Amazing. Thank and I'm you. only saying this just because I kind of maybe want your sheets. <laughs> <laughs> they won't fit your bed. We went over this. I'll squeeze them on. Oh my God. Um, so Ed Sheeran coming out with new music. I'm excited. Apparently, he said he was quitting music um, last year or something. So yeah, oh yeah, there's a plus, there's a multiply, and there's the vibe. Oh God, what's next? Like sine, cosine, tan- I know. Oh tangent? God, I don't want us to get into that. <laughs> So I mean, he's going to start running out he of is. subtract and equals. Well, he's just going to have to call it Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you know what? Give, always go self-titled when, when, you're, self-titled. when you're changing things. Um, I still haven't gotten around to listening to Fiona Apple's Fetch the Bolt Cutters, but after an interview she put out in The Guardian this week, I just fucking mind because she uh, is calling out the Grammys for nominating Dr. Luke. All right. And she says, I keep going back to them putting Kesha on stage like we believe you. And I believe her. Then two years later, fucking Tyson tracks not to go back uh, 
to that word, but it's bullshit. The feeling of wanting to celebrate with these women was genuine, but I should have uh, that feeling anyway. I don't know if anybody who's nominated can help having the thought, what would I do if I won? My vision was that I would just get up there and sledgehammer and I wouldn't say anything. I would take my Grammy and smash it into enough pieces to share and I would invite all the ladies up. My second thought is I wonder if I can get all these ladies to boycott the shit because of Dr. Luke. Damn. Yes. All right, stream I, fetch the bowl cutters, guys. I just, I'm so glad that a celebrity is pointing out the fact that, like, yeah, he changed his name, but that's still the same guy. Damn. So, like, if you're supporting Doja Cat, see, say so. You're supporting Dr. Luke, period. Damn. And I just, I'm happy that she's making that known and that she's coming out with it because it's, it is bullshit that we just are going to completely forget that this whole thing happened and, like, move on with our lives and just be like, let him have a pseudonym and, like, that's enough for us? No way. Fuck this guy. Yeah. I don't want to hear him. I would have loved it if she just like called it. If she was, uh, if you know, he was nominated and she was also nominated for like album of the year and if mm. she like won because it is the most critically acclaimed album right. of the year. It's like, a, I'm still so, still surprised she wasn't nominated. Yeah. And so like she, she stood a good chance of winning. So if she like said something in her speech, mm. that would have been iconic. I love that. That would have been like that Taylor speech. I mean, I mean, and <laughs> also 1989. Fiona has a speech like that. I think she won a VMA uh, when she was very she was young. Like, this and she's is like, bullshit. This world is bullshit. This world which, is bullshit. Which you know is a classic quote, and she's not wrong. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's a moment. That's a that is, that is truly a truly moment. moment. Yeah. That's oh a Gen X moment. I know. Right I was going to say, I feel like we were even so still so young when that happened, but it was like implanted yeah. in my brain. Yeah. So that was such a moment that you like for the generation above us that like even our generation knew like that's a moment. That's a moment. Yes. You could feel it. Feel it through your little square TV. Um, in Housewives news, I don't know if you've heard anything about this, but Erica Jane, the famed Roxy Hart. Mm-hmm. Uh, did I tell you what that? Well, she's I told you about the divorce. I think yes. last week we talked about them getting divorced. Well, the plot thickens. So uh, there's a new lawsuit. Tom Girardi is the person who uh, represented or I don't remember actually how this all worked out, but he was involved in the Aaron Brockovich case back in the mm-hmm. day. He's a very famous lawyer, a very mm-hmm. big deal. And they are on the show showing off their huge homes and, you know, opulence and wealth and all of this. She has a quote unquote music career that, you know, she gets expensive videos paid for her and expensive sounding songs made for her. Tom Girardi uh, won a case, I believe last year uh, representing the families of people that had died in a plane crash. Okay. Basically the airline is going to pay out the, you know, about the, the family members of the people who passed away and, you know, it was a big win and that was great. And they loved that. Uh, and it was a year ago that that was settled and the, um, families of the deceased have not received any money. Mm-hmm. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, I think it's so now this week, uh, the, the, the argument is like, oh, Erica Jane is just divorcing this guy to separate herself from Tom Girardi. And so she can keep the money that they're like not giving to people who, you know, earned it and deserve it. Uh-huh. And then I believe on Saturday, Erica Jane posts a bunch of um, a screen, like a bunch of screenshots that are like montaged together of text messages from an alleged mistress. Uh, of Tom's being like, oh, well, see, look, this is the person who's been sleeping with Tom and blah, blah, blah. But then you look closely at the text messages and like, why are these text messages written as if they were on a flip phone? They look like they were made on phones that like you could play snake on back in the day. Like, how, like, how, what do you mean they looked like, like there? I'll show you the like, well, I don't know that I can pull up the screenshots, but you, it's not like a, a modern phone. The, and then oh, like the actual full the conversation actual, looks yes. like. 
That's okay. I know. And you see that it's 3G in the corner. And it's like we're up to 5G now. And it's like, are you guys? It just feels everything about this is shady. It's like Mm -hmm. she's clearly trying to prove to the world that like, oh, no, this whole loss, like this divorce is real. It's getting ugly. And like we're against each other. But it's like. These are this is from a decade ago that apparently he was cheating on you then. What does this do now? They're just trying to make this seem valid and it's so freaking shady and it's I I just don't believe any of it. Guys, I don't believe any of it. It is so easy to fake a text <laughs> on your phones now. You just text yourself and then delete whatever you need to delete so it looks like a linear conversation. Have you done this? <laughs> no, like <laughs> like you see on like Twitter people post like um uh, listen, look at this funny conversation I have with my friend and everything. And it's just like, you didn't really have a conversation. Like, this is all, you know, it, it, like, it's so easy to just do that. She didn't do it. To make it work in your benefit. Girl, you don't deserve that money if you're not going to work hard to cover up this shit. It's just surprising. It's just like, I just don't understand why people who have such financial issue or like are doing such shady shit. Why would you sign up to go on a reality show? Yes. Knowing like all of this is going to come out. This is what happened to Teresa Judice. Like why she went to prison along with her husband is because you went on reality TV with this. Oh. What do you think was going to happen? Oh, just know if I suddenly disappear for 10 years, I probably did something bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't foresee myself doing something bad, but like. But that's the pr- appropriate response would be disappear and not like the idea of having such a huge thirst for fame that you're like I still want to go on this reality show even though I know we're like defrauding people or like stealing money from you know victims of a plane crash like it's just crazy yeah like what do you expect to happen people are gonna find it I don't know but this is really really um Getting out of his hand. I hope that this is the end of it. I actually hope that some of this comes out on the show because that show is so boring and they don't talk about anything real. But this is something real happening in the news. So please get some cameras on this. Um, As someone who believes that everything is fake, Mm -hmm. who thinks everything's set up, what do you think of that Tom Cruise audio clip that leaked? Uh, I listened to it and I was kind of like, this could be publicity. (laughs) <laughs> but I, I didn't feel super strongly in any direction towards it. Like, cause I, I, I don't, I don't have anything to say about these mission impossible movies. I don't, mm. I don't, I mean, Tom Cruise definitely wants to look like a good guy right. and everything. And obviously, you know, he's valid in his arguments mm. <laughs> of what he was saying on this set. Um, if it is a publicity stunt, then that would make sense. Mm. Um, and if you haven't heard the audio, he's basically screaming at crew members for not following COVID protocols and like telling them that, you know, if they do it again, they're fucking gone. And like these, you know, that's it. No apologies. You can tell that to the people that are losing their fucking homes because our industry is shut down. And I am I alone in thinking like I don't completely understand why people were praising this I mean I understand the sentiment of like mm. I it is frustrating when people aren't doing what they should be doing aren't wearing their masks and like they deserve to be talked to and told that they should wear it but like it's not like he's doing this on a large scale he's doing it only for his movie set and about his movie like it's it seems yeah. so self involved to me and then also it's like well isn't this man like perpetuating Scientology which is separating people from the rest of their families and like ruining people's lives and like so I, I'm kind of a fuck Tom Cruise forever I mean, and this didn't really change my mind in any way. Yeah no I, my mind has not really changed about Tom Cruise right. um, I, I honestly didn't have much of an opinion mm. about it I was, but I was kind of just like yeah could be definitely a publicity right. to like make himself look really wonderful publicity for the movie you know 
I get it. You got to do what you got to do. But like, uh. I will say something very funny is someone on Twitter made uh, overlapped that video with uh, like a claymation Rudolph movie where Santa comes in and is like kind of yelling at Rudolph <laughs> and the rest of the elves and stuff. And it is so insanely funny. You have to find that tweet, especially like the reaction shots of like the other reindeer and the other like Santa's elves. Are like, <gasps> How could you speak to me this way? It's like, all right, this was worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. What else? Um, I feel like I, you know, I, again, my premonition powers were working that week that I said that my giving you moments was Christina Aguilera's My Kind of Christmas. Oh, you knew. I you don't knew that know. something was about to drop. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that she would be going on Late Night with Seth Meyers and performing um, the Christmas song. And I honestly, when I heard it, I was like, oh, I'm positive she's going to go on and do a respectful and beautiful, like simple rendition because she looks back on like how ridiculous her version of that song is and kind of is like, oh, I was young. I was doing a lot of the pyrotechnics. You know, I'm 40 now. Like, I'll just like do a nice, sweet, serene version. And hell no. (laughs) Hell no. I was shocked. (laughs) I was truly she's doing like. Honestly, like a note for note rerunning of this song. And it's like, Christina, this is crazy. It's a lot. It was a lot at the time. You know, for a song that is, I don't know if there's a song that really taps into nostalgia as well as the Christmas song. Like it just, that's just what it does. It taps into like, you know, how you felt as a child about Christmas and those Doesn't she even say a simple song in the in the lyric yes. that she's singing with 3,000 runs? And you know, again, I love a run. I love a whistle. I love, let's change where we are in the voice. Let's do it. But like, this is the last song we need to do this to. <laughs> my favorite is someone put a clip of like, oh my God, she's doing too much. And people were like, it took me 45 seconds to figure out what song she was singing. That's so like, funny. I couldn't even tell. If you have not seen this performance, please get on the internet and watch it now because it's just... It's just like, oh, wow, you just are just extra for extra sake. And I, I just is honestly like she's become a caricature of herself. Mm. And I can't tell if I love it or hate it, but it's thrilling to watch. Oh, it's so exciting. It's just wow. But now, like, does she know that? And she's really leaning into it and sort of giving herself a, a moment like Tom Cruise this week. I, I think she knows it. Like, at least if okay. she didn't know it when she made it, she like put up a TikTok afterwards where She's talking about like it's better to be loud or whatever. Like, and so I, I think she's she's, she's playing into playing it. Playing into point. it. Okay. Now to go back at like two years, is it similar to like was Fergie doing something similar to, with that national anthem? No. Okay. <laughs> Fergie was doing her best because that's the first thing I thought of. It was very that. Yeah. It was very that. I mean, Christina was more on key. It was also pre-recorded, but it, Christina was more on key than Fergie was. Fergie was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um. In uh, sad Disney Pop Girl news, Hilary Duff has officially confirmed that the Lizzie McGuire revival at Disney Plus is dead. And it sounds like Disney Plus just could not get on board with, like, Lizzie McGuire being an adult and, like, having sex and, like, whatever someone her age would actually be doing. And so... I love that everyone on Twitter was literally just tweeting, let Lizzie fuck. (laughs) Like, I think that was so funny. I have to say, obviously, you know, it's it must be devastating for her. I'm Mm. sure she was very excited about it. But kudos to her for kind of just being like, no, this is the show that I want to bring back. Because, you know, they're doing so many reboots now. And it's so rare that they, like, hold a candle to the original. And so... 
you know, it, it sort of like tarnishes the, I wouldn't say it like tarnishes the original show because the, the original show always like exists, but like the first thing everyone always tells me about Girl Meets World is like, oh, it's not mm, Boy Meets World, right. you know? So it kind of is just like, oh, that's kind of sad. Like right. there's a sad ending to this wonderful show that so many people loved. So I think it's wonderful that she was just like, no, I, she had the foresight to be like, no, if I go through and do exactly what Disney wanted me to do, I will be miserable the whole time. And I feel like it will put it like a slight tarnish on the name of Lizzie McGuire. I wonder why they didn't show. I wonder why they didn't just move it to Hulu and let her make the show she wanted. Like, I don't get that. Like, that's what they're doing with Love, Victor. I think that's what they did with Love, Victor. They moved it to Hulu and it's like it makes sense there. And I'm sure the second season will even be more true to life and not so family friendly because it's like, oh, we're just doing on Hulu. Maybe something with like the Disney contracts. Maybe Maybe. Blazing McGuire is such like a Disney property that Mm. Disney's like, we're not letting go of this. Mm. It could be. I don't know. Well, I mean, I am. I'm also proud for her for standing up for herself. But, you know, for those Lizzie McGuire fans out there, I'm sorry, because I know you're probably looking forward to that. Hillary, while you're not making the next Lizzie McGuire, put out some new music. Hey, I'd love to hear it. Let's go. Everyone's making good music nowadays. It's the cool thing to do. So might as well jump on. And her husband, you know, just put out his Swimming in the Stars song with Britney Spears. Oh, that's right. So, you know, he's got he's got some stuff. Yeah. You've got got a talented husband. You've got talent. Let's go. Let's do it. Um, did you read that Leonard Roberts Heroes uh, variety piece? I know nothing about really what this is. Wow, who, who is Leonard? Leonard Roberts? Roberts is an actor. He is a black man who was uh, starring on the first season of Heroes okay. when it came out back in what 2006. Oh, Great, no I didn't, I've never seen Heroes. I have not seen Heroes either, but I read this entire article because. His character basically was killed off. He was a series regular that was supposed to be uh, introduced in the first episode of Heroes. Somehow he got pushed back to being introduced in the sixth episode of Heroes, but he was there throughout the first season. Um, His character, uh, he was not... uh, Basically, at a photo shoot for EW, Larder complained to Roberts that their cover was the least selling of all of them, and Allie Larder was his co-star and I think was his wife on the show. Mm -hmm. And she... Seemed to have a lot of problems working with him that were never quite verbalized or understood. But like there was a point in which their husband and wife, the director was like, hey, can you take like your spaghetti straps or like bra straps and put them down underneath the cover so it looks like you guys have had sex like they would do on any other fucking show. Yeah. And she like was like, I will not do that. And I can't believe you'd ask me to do that and to sexualize myself in this way. And she had done other sex Yeah, I was about to say Ali Larder. Yes, and she's done other sex scenes on that show during that season with white men, and there was no problem. Okay. So it comes out that, you know, just goes on and talks about how throughout the entire season of that entire show, Ali Larder would say very few words to her, only that, like, I hear that our cover selling the least of all these heroes' covers, and she, and basically the people that were running the show um i need to find his name i think tim kring or something and executive uh, producer dennis hammer uh basically praised roberts about this account and did not dispute it at all but they also at the time were basically like we think you're so amazing we think you're such a talented guy and everyone on the on the cast and on the crew loves you but we're gonna have to let you go because of the alley larder situation that's that's crazy. It's crazy. Well, but also, Ali Larder was having sex with a black man on the classic movie Obsessed. I was gonna. I, was, I feel like I've seen a lot of Obsessed gifts this week because of this story. And yes, she was. So I don't know what. 
I don't know what this is all about. What year did Obsessed come out? Like, Later like, than that. Okay. I th- I would guess 2008. Okay. What? Google it. Um, um, I would guess 2008, but we'll see. But it does seem like it's just it's very strange that like everything about this story just is so sad because it's like this was supposed to be his big break. He didn't become a series regular again on a show until like eight or nine years later. It was 2009 it, it was came 2009. out. So yes. I guess a lot changed for her in three years or whatever, but it's just like, oh, girl. And then after he got fired, he was filled with so much anger at this opportunity being ripped away from him. And the other like white actors on set were like, oh, you can't really say it was a black thing, though. Of course, they're going to keep the hot blonde on the show. That's just Hollywood. And it's like, oh, God, guys. That didn't age well. And basically, like, so he writes in this. The piece is really interesting and really it's really like it makes you angry and annoyed and sick. But it's also like this is the reality of the situation. And it's as much as like people are more woke now and maybe have to be a little bit more covert with their racism on these kind of sets. It seems like this is what Hollywood's like, like Mm. period. So I I just would recommend everyone take a, a read on that because it's very interesting and yeah. very angering. Yeah, um, it's definitely an interesting account that I would like to read. Yeah, oh, that poor guy. Um, and then like right after we shut off our mics last week, it was announced that Jesse Nelson has left Little Mix right as we became mixers. I know. It's Come on, ridiculous! Uh, all the mixers out there, I am so so sorry. Yes, Matt Steele knows how you feel. I know how you feel. I all I remember that late day. Mm. In the end of May, <laughs> 1998, when Jerry quit the Spice Girls, and I mean, I, my world shattered. So at least they got six albums as a foursome. That's better than four girls. Yes, <laughs> but, yes. So there are definitely more albums of little mixtures. And hey, like Jesse ended on high with such an excellent album it as Confetti. Is. So, so, uh, so guys, hang in there. It's There's still okay. great music to be had. I'm sure. It's just sad because it seems like. Um, it all was just taking such a mental toll on her being in this pop group. And I know that she's had, you know, um, you know, problems, um, w- just like emotional problems throughout the time of Little Mix. I think she just got it really hard with trolls and like people were cruel to her on the Internet and like kind of cyberbullying her mm-hmm. in the group. So if this is what's the best for her mental health, it's really great that she made it so clear that that's what it was about. And it was really great that uh, Jade, Perry and Leanne all put out their statement and it was like, we're very supportive of this decision. We will be very, very missed. But like we get it. And it's just mm-hmm. I don't know. It's nice to see that kind of support. But I know it's the end of an era and an era that we were just understanding i know we just were wrapping our heads around we were just like knocking on the door like right. oh, hey what is this i know uh, our shout out to montana who's yes who, who's you know one of our listeners and yes. supporters and everything she's a huge mixer she's yes. one that has us uh reacting to all the little mix stuff i hope so she's doing okay i hope she's doing okay, she's, doing okay. she's strong she she'll hang in there yeah it's tough yeah no the i'm glad that uh the fellow little mixers are uh supportive i'm glad her uh uh, bandmates are supportive. Yeah, it's not like because because I feel like they understand why she left. It's not like the Spice totally. Girls were like they're like we're not mad at Jerry, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like you guys are. Of pissed. course they were, but they wouldn't say it. They're like, yeah. no, we're still best mates. And it's right. Like, no, it seems like the lines of communication are much more open in this yes. situation versus the Spice Girls moment. Um. So Matt Steele. Yes. Do you see the title? Yes, uh, I do. Can you tell us about? Anne Ryan King. Anne Ryan King is one of the greatest dancers who has ever lived. Mm. She uh, is like one of the foremost interpreters of Bob Fosse's choreography. Um, she she it was she was the the vision behind that 1996 Chicago revival, mm. which is the longest revival of 
anything ever <laughs> that wow. is still on Broadway to this day. Well, not to this this day, but right. like when Broadway comes back, it will be, be back. It, it is because she is the one that choreographed it, she, and she she is a. Uh, she, for those of you who don't know, she passed away at the age of 71, mm-hmm. uh, which is very young, especially yeah. for, you know, a dancer who's right. like in shape and yes. everything. Um, so she, if you've ever seen the movie All That Jazz, which was a Bob Fosse movie that came out in 1979, she is in that movie, gives an amazing performance. If you've ever seen the 1982, I believe, John Huston's Annie, mm. she is Grace Farrell in it. And she is so, that is just the biggest memory I will have of her because that movie, as flawed as it may be, Mm. I I think it's incredible (laughs) because the performances, it is the best cast ever assembled for a film, period, Mm. in my opinion. Um, And she is, she is a part of that. I will never forget just watching her as a child dance around in that yellow dress. They gave Grace all, she has no like solo number by herself um, in the original stage show, but in this movie she has like three (laughs) that were just like added for it and she looks amazing. Um, I don't know what else I can say besides uh, she will absolutely be missed. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking about how there are so very, I can't really think of, dancers who are the big stars on Broadway now like back right. in back in the days where it, the days of Broadway uh, where the director and the choreographer were very much the names very much like the Tommy Tune era the Michael Bennett era the Bob Fosse era they made stars out of these dancers mm. like Cheetah Rivera Donna McKechnie and Ryan King like Gwen Verdon you know the like the dancers were the stars right. you went to watch them dance and they also had this, you know, obvious star power and everything. Mm. And we don't really have that anymore now because now we are, Broadway isn't really in the age of the director slash choreographer. Um, so so it's just, you know, it's sad to see, you know, these eras go by right. and everything and, you know, people pass on. But, you know, she left behind an amazing legacy. Absolutely. She was an amazing teacher. She she knew how to do Bob Fosse stuff like you would not believe. So. So, yeah, I it was, it was very sad. Oh, but, well. May she rest. I'm sorry for your loss and the loss in the Broadway community. So. We'll be fine. All right. We'll, we'll be, make we'll it be good. We'll, we'll make it throw. We'll, we'll just keep watching Annie, guys. Well, to end on a, a happier note, congratulations to Mariah Carey for being number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Speaking of legacy. Guys, yes. I, I saw something on Twitter that was just like, it took Lil Nas X uh, however many years to break Mariah Carey's record of most weeks at <laughs> Billboard number one. And by 2025, she will likely have gotten that record back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think we should count our chickens because, again, next week it will be interrupted by Willow and all of its 13 remixes that were bundled together. Is Willow to- supposed to go number one? Because it has a bunch of remixes that got bundled together, yes. So that's good. Um, but I wouldn't count our chickens. But I mean, I do love that it's a, a staple. I hope that thing with Billboard and the Hot 100 is they change the rules so often. So I could see them being like, oh, this is a new rule that like songs from this that are this old, like blah, 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 can't be in top 40 or something. Fuck they, the rules. I know. There are always rule changes that could thwart us. But I like that it being like. You know, two weeks a year, Mariah's number one with all of her questions is you. Like, it's great. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So just congrats to her. I'm so thrilled for her and uh, excited for all of us to get more Mariah. Because I know it's coming. I have a feeling. More Mariah's coming. More Mariah's coming. Yes. She had the rarities. Now 2021. Yes. Coming. Something else. 
All right, so let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more 2K Mats podcast. Guys, I just heard a clip of Pharrell saying that Janet Jackson recorded uh, I'm a Slave for You, and there's like a recording of Janet Jackson singing I'm a Slave for You. So, All right, gays, do I'm what shocked. you do. Yeah, someone, hack him. <laughs> hack that. Pharrell. Hack Pharrell. Hack Pharrell. <laughs> That'll be the title of this podcast. I love it. Hack Pharrell. We need the files. Yes. I need to hear. And you can email uh, those files to us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Yes. To spell T-W-O. While we're on emails, this is Email My Heart, the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. As I said, you can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. The first questions come to us from Nina. Nina says, Ratatouille musical and the new year. Hi, Matt. Thank you so much for answering my email in August. Hearing you guys say my name literally made my year. Nina, 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 Nina. Nina. Uh, I've got two questions this round. The first one is kind of long, so feel free to leave out the background info when reading on air. Oh, no, I don't know what to leave out. I'll just read it all. Of course. <laughs> uh, Matt Steele, Playbill recently announced that View Productions will be putting on Ratatouille the musical based on the viral TikTok project. Ratatouille is just one of the many collaborative theater pieces to come out of the app coming off the heels of works like the Avatar musical and the Grocery Store musical. The Ratatouille production will be a virtual benefit event, but what potential do you think TikTok projects have on Broadway once the world returns to normal? I think it's really interesting to consider given the way the app accelerates the creative process. The app's amazing algorithm means higher visibility and consequently higher chances of other creatives duetting your work. Most of these musicals are composed in weeks, and the way the app creates a built-in audience for any proposed project. Does that give TikTok musicals an edge when the world reopens? I'd love to hear what you think of the whole thing. Um, I, as uh, we've said many times, we're not TikTok people. Too old. We're, yeah, like, <laughs> we're we just too we old. I have TikTok on my phone and I haven't been on it since, I don't know, July. Um, but I, I do have a TikTok account if you would like to follow me at It's Matt Steele. But you haven't even posted anything. I know, but like, whatever. <laughs> just like follow me. It's cool. Um, I think I've seen the Ratatouille musical and I've definitely seen the grocery store uh, musical and, and she also sent links and uh, your link. I just saw the Avatar musical. Thank you for sending that. Um, I don't know. I feel like, you know, the old aged Broadway queen in me would be like, what are these kids doing? This is ridiculous. <laughs> da, 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 da. But I don't know. I, I feel like having a musical written based off of a viral video is I feel like that could potentially work and it could be cool. I mean, musicals are written based off of books. They're based off of movies. They're based off of even TV shows. They're based off of comic strips. Mm. So, you know, t- like social media and YouTube and TikTok are very much, you know, things that it's most of what people consume now. So why not try a hand at writing a, a musical based off of like a viral video? Like li- I'd love a musical that where they're just like, listen, listen, Linda, honey, like something like that. I, I don't know. Maybe people make a musical about two gay mats. Maybe. Like two little gays sitting on a couch. I, I'm I'm down for it as long as the musical is well written. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just here just for the title. Right. I'm here for, you know, the content. Uh, do you have any opinions on that? No. Sounds cool. Okay. Uh, Nina also asked Matt Steele and Matt Palmer. I grew up following artists like Megan Thee Stallion and Chloe and Hallie online. How old are you? I don't know. So it, Young. So it was incredibly fulfilling to watch all of their success this year. Which artists are you hoping to f- will finally get their flowers in 2021? I'm personally looking forward to more mainstream successes for Brie Runway, Good Girl, and Citizen Queen next year. And she also says, I love a hyperlink. Nina sent us all the links. This I love 
love very it. Well organized and well composed email. I, I love have to that. say, Nina. Um, Matt Palmer, it's you know hypocritical for us to say this, but we are not of the YouTube generation, so no. like we didn't grow up like consuming a lot of YouTube and really like following people, which is ridiculous because we are YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Which artist would I like to see get their flowers in 2021? The two, I mean, the, Rina Sawayama. Rina Sawayama, but should she start off on like um, YouTube? Does it have to be a YouTube person? Oh, that's how I interpreted it. Uh, which artist, hopefully? Oh, no, she, that's not. It could be right. Rina Sawayama. I, look, and uh, I believe Bree Runway is on the remix of Excess, so that's very cool. Um, oh, I, yes, I heard. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. that's, yes, Bree Runway is there. So, I mean, Rina Sawayama is my number one that I really want to blow up and be everywhere and hopefully that happens and you know I feel like I you know you get to a certain age you know when you get to a certain age you're like these are my people these are my artists and so when people kind of break into that it takes longer and it's harder than when you were young yeah but when it happens and they really burrow your, themselves into your heart, you're like, okay, that's someone special. And I remember feeling that way when I saw the Dua Lipa New Rules video. And I was like, everyone needs to watch this. Mm-hmm. And then with Rina Sawayama and just that album, it's just like, that is who I'm rooting for the most. And maybe there'll be more people that'll come out and surprise me and burrow their way into my heart and mind. But Rina's getting all of my love and all of my hopes. I will say it is so interesting to find myself getting older and really becoming that adult that's kind of just like has questions about these new, new <laughs> artists. And I'm just it like, happens. I don't know about this. And it does. It t- like it's just, when you get older, you get set in your ways. And yes. it's just like and it's not that I will never like listen to a new art, young artist again. Like we, we try to do it all the time. We try to consume, you know, what the young people are consuming and what they love and everything. But it just takes longer. Right. To. To trust it, especially I feel like nowadays because there's it feels like there's so much more content out there. It feels like everyone is famous for 10 seconds. So it's kind of like, let's see if let's see if they have longevity. Exactly. That's what Mariah said. Mariah told us. uh, So the next email comes to us from Jalisa. Hey, Matt. It says COVID the movie. Hey, hey Matt, I hope you're doing well. Have you seen that awful trailer for the movie Songbird? It's about COVID-23, how it's mutated, and the insane lockdown procedures. It's starring KJ Appa from Riverdale, who I fully thought was Matt Steele when I first glanced at the trailer. (laughs) He is your doppelganger. Here it is in case you haven't seen it. I remember Jaleesa, I think Jaleesa sent this to me, and I watched it, the trailer. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Is it tone deaf considering how America is handling the pandemic? I'm in Ontario, Canada, and let me tell you, it's not much better here. People are crazy. And there's a, another. Oh, and also question for Matt Steele. Since you've written and created a movie, how quickly do you think this was written and filmed? <laughs> how was this written how was this written likely in March and filmed probably earlier this year in the strictest lockdown conditions we've had and edited to make the trailer? I thought movies took a few years to write, film, and edit. What is the general timeline of a movie from start to finish? Since I know Devos took a few years for you. Very confused and concerned that someone <laughs> thought it would be entertaining to turn this pandemic into cinema. I'd love to hear what you think. This is a fun question. It's a great question. I'm not completely against turning the pandemic into cinema, but cinema but not while we're, while we're still in it like what's the release date for this film oh i don't even know soon i don't uh, know i, I don't, that, that trailer came out rules that trailer came out in like the summer wow so like they got i would imagine they kind of had a maybe had a script in the can for, that was about something like a pandemic and they 
and they were kind of like, okay, we can film this at some point in the future. And then the pandemic happens and they were just like, change some things, have it be about what's happening right now. Let's film this real quick. And so we can just like get some footage and make a trailer. And so, which is quite a feat. I must say that they did that and had the, the foresight to do that so quickly. And, but let's get real. It's because they had the money to do that. Real right. Quick. Isn't this directed by Michael Bay? I feel I, I don't want to see this. So like, yeah, I, not while a, we're still in it. Like it's, yeah. it's 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 we're getting to the point of reality shows where like Southern Charm, they're just entering lockdown. And you get to mm-hmm. see like who believes in COVID and who doesn't. And it's like this would actually be interesting if I weren't sitting here stuck inside. Yeah, it's, it's too close to home. Like even, it's not fun yet. Even and obviously there's light at the end of the tunnel for everything with the vaccinations happening. But like even after this is all over. I don't. Even I know need if I years. Want to see it. I need decades. <laughs> I like. I do not want to see any COVID no, plays. No. I, like. I really don't. Like I this. Don't. It's been so awful and miserable. I want to forget that this year happens. Like I truly do. Like I. I, I felt bad because I, someone. I think my friend mm. was like, you know, I. I wish that. Like after this is all over, like we keep the hand sanitizer thing. Like I just want there to be hand sanitizer everywhere and everything. And I'm like, obviously that's a good idea, but right. like. Every time I see hand sanitizer <laughs> everywhere, I will be reminded of this. Oh, yeah, and it's just are. like, I don't want, I don't want to remember this year happening. It's like bad. it's, so we'll see. But to answer your question about how this, it, it, honestly, what determines how quickly a movie is made is just money. Obviously this movie <laughs> has a big star, a very big director, very big people behind it. They can whip this together very quickly. Devo's had probably like point zero 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 two percent of what the budget for this movie was. Like the budget for Devo's was very small. And of course I had never produced or, you know, written a feature before. So I was a newbie. So it took a while for me to, you know, find someone to trust in my abilities Mm. (laughs) and so 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 that's why you know the smaller budgeted things take a lot longer it's harder for someone to start out as opposed to i'm sorry if i'm wrong but i really believe this is a michael bay thing this COVID 23 Mm. movie um obviously michael bay could literally be like hey i just recorded myself you know burping Let's put it out in theaters and people will throw millions of dollars at it and oh be like, God. yeah, sure. Get Megan Fox to like narrate it or something. Well, not Megan Fox anymore. If it's I, Adam Mason as the director. Oh, I thought I remember Michael, Michael Bay is a producer. Michael Bay is a producer. OK, yeah. Michael Bay can do whatever he wants. <laughs> uh, so so so, yeah, I good on them for jumping on it. I don't need to see it. It's it has an 11% at Rotten Tomatoes. Does it really? <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Well, it was, all right. Jaleesa. Sometimes it's fun when a movie's made very quickly, but when a movie's made very quickly, sometimes it, it gets a little. It can be bad. <laughs> like you need some time to make a movie right, make real good. good. Yeah, that's Woo. you know that's with cats. I'm kind of like if they, you can tell so much of cats was just so rushed mm. to get it out by Christmas. The fact that it, it they were still working on special effects right. after it was out. They were like this what you are seeing in movie theaters the first week will not be the final version of the film. It's just like, oh, so this was completely rushed and and just not thought out. Right. Like crazy. But there was just so much money behind it and it was just like, no, we have this deadline and we have to stick to it. So mm. it's, yeah. So uh, this time and money all right. Are, are good to have when you're making a movie. Man, still I have a question for you. Yes. What? 
has been giving you moments, darling. It's actually two things. All right, let's go. I have to go to bed. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's late. Um, but they're the same things. They're both movies. Okay. Um, so first one I watched last night. And it is a movie I'm sure you've all heard by now. It is called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm. And it's based off of the August Wilson play, um, off of his Century Cycle, which is a cycle of plays he did where um, he writes each play uh, is an account of a different decade in the 1900s about being black in America. And this one is about the 1920s. It is about the singer Ma Rainey, who is a blues singer, starring Viola Davis, starring the dearly departed Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Chadwick Boseman is winning the Oscar. For really, Oscar. without a doubt. Like it, it's he does. He has so much to do. He has the most screen time. Mm. He is given just the juiciest material, and he just does it so well. He is wow. so excellent. Really rings out everything you could possibly ring out in that role. It's just it's just a fantastic performance. The way he handles August Wilson's writing, which is obviously excellent, is just so good. Viola Davis obviously is I brilliant. Mean. She's incredible in everything and she just handles August Wilson so well as well. Um I would not be surprised if she won best leading actress. Wow. That that Oscar. It's it is a truly wonderful movie. Masterclasses in acting from from everyone involved. The whole cast is great, uh, and it's it's pretty short. It's just an hour and a half. So, right. like, you know, and it all takes place in the one recording studio. So it's really wonderful. There's another movie called that is on. Uh, oh God, it's not Peacock. It's HBO Max. Okay, with Meryl Streep. Oh, Candace God. Bergen and my queen Diane Weist, who mm. I love so much, is one of my favorite actresses, and it is called Let Them All Talk. And when I first heard about this movie, I was like, oh, no, it's all improvised. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. Usually is, I'm a little hesitant about, but sometimes I think it works very well, like in movies like Vera Drake, which I think is an amazing movie. Um, and so I was like, oh, no. OK, hunger down. I loved it. And there are some people who really don't like it. I think it's so good. Meryl Streep plays this uh, sort of snooty, you know, p- r- pompous writer, and mm. she is inviting two of her old, like, college friends on this cruise to England while she goes to accept an award that she has won. And she's kind of fallen out of touch with these two friends. And one of the friends, Candace Bergen, mm. thinks that Meryl Streep's character's novel that she made her famous is based on her life. So she's always been very angry about it and wants to get wow. to the bottom of it. Candace Bergen is so chilling in this movie, but like funny, but like chilling. It's it's like so real. I thought the movie was so well done. It's wonderful getting, you know, you, you hear, oh, it's all improvised and you think, oh, no, do they just ramble on and on and on? But it's like Steven Soderbergh, who I love Steven Soderbergh mm. because every single movie of his is completely different. He always, you know, shoots for something light years different from what he did previously. He's always trying new things. So I, I have nothing but respect for the man. He did Magic Mike, right? He did Magic Mike. That's that I know. Yes. So, uh, so he really finds a way to like really keep the focus of the film and you know the dialogue naturally feels off the cuff because it is improvised but it still is focused and moving and it doesn't try too hard it it really it's it's really wonderful and the ending is just absolutely bonkers i obviously won't spoil it but the ending is so strange but not like out of this world, out of the realm of possibilities, mm. but just kind of like a, well, I absolutely did not see that coming wow. kind of uh, bonkers. And I had a great time. All right. 
So mad. Would I like both the movies or should I just watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? We'll definitely watch Ma Rainey's Black okay. Bottom because like holy shit, like the performances are just so good. And yeah. the writing, obviously. Um give Let Them All Talk a try. I don't know how you'll feel about it. Okay. Them, but like I was into it. Okay. I was very into it. And it's a little bit of a polarizing movie. So I I was into it. All right. Um, well, for me, I just need to give a shout out to uh, our new bachelorette, Taisha. She has whittled down uh, the remaining men on the show to her top four. And I would argue that her top, well, I guess now it's the top three, but her top four in general, I would argue are the best group of guys that okay. like any bachelorette has chosen. She I didn't mean, pick a villain. She didn't. There's no villains left. And I mean, sure, she. I think the group overall was really strong, but she is making such smart choices and like finding people who like have really been through things and are you know good. I think for her, but also good for TV because I mean we're making a TV show, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just like. I don't know who to root for. Like, I believe she's probably going to pick this guy named Zach, who is uh, a, a an addict who has come back, you know, and is, is clean and sober now, but like had to really hit rock bottom, like stealing money from his parents to get, you know, his fix or whatever. Mm. There is this guy, Ivan, who is a so cute and B his family, like he's half black, half Asian. And uh, his brother, went to jail and had a baby while he was in jail and okay. then the brother came back and uh I don't know and they have such a beautiful relationship even though they're so incredibly different and this was the week of hometown so we're getting to meet their entire families as well mm-hmm. uh and then there's this guy named Ben who actually you know spoiler alert if you haven't watched Tuesday's episode but he gets sent home after his hometown but he is you know, a, a very big, beefy, like, kind of, you think he's just, like, a kind of a, I don't know, kind of, like, a jock, dumb guy. And he's like, well, no, actually, like, I have suffered from an eating disorder for a lot of my life, and I've worked through it, and, like, I don't Jeez. have this connection to my parents, but my sister has saved my life. I attempted suicide. It's just, like, serious shit that he's been through. We're really getting three-dimensional characters I here. know, I know, well, and... What is the top three? I imagine like a lot of top threes have like the one dud. I mean, and then there's Brendan. And the thing is, Brendan is nice and she really likes him, but he's not like a TV personality. He just like is cute and like talks kind of slowly. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he but she seems to really like him. Like I could see him getting second place over Ivan. But the point is, she has such a good group of guys. And it's kind of a shame that they've already shot the next Bachelor season with Matt James, who is Tyler C's best friend. And it's exciting because, you know, it's he's the first Black Bachelor and that's great. But, like, I hope these guys can go on Paradise and someone can become the Bachelor from them because it's a really good group. Usually we're stuck with, like, some guy who's okay or, like, bland or, like, you know, boring or something. And all these guys, like, I would want to continue their journeys because they can't all end up with Taysha. So. Okay. Who would you pick? If Like, who are you in love with? I am... Who is there for the right reasons for you? I mean, I... If... I would pick Ivan. I would pick Ivan. Okay. Um... But I, I, I would bet money she picks Zach. Okay, well, that's good. So Ivan can go to you. That's Zach true. I don't know that Everyone Ivan... Wins. I think Ivan is into ladies only, unfortunately. Yeah, but, but has he seen you? I mean... Has also, he seen your beautiful, your beautiful skin? I do have lovely skin. Have lovely skin. It's true. Um, 
and I'm also taken, so I probably shouldn't try to oh, turn a to turn a straight man right now. <laughs> but maybe you know, maybe some other time. Um, but it, it really is exciting to get a good group. And I I had mentioned a few weeks ago also another dating reality show called Twelve Dates of Christmas that did suffer from the fact that there were three leads and you only get an hour an episode, and so you're really just scratching the surface with all of it. But I have to say. Uh, even though the show itself was like pretty good and cute and like kind of maddening because the gay guy like just needed therapy um, and didn't need to be on the show. But the reunion episode hosted by Shangela was like the most interesting episode out of all of them. The way they did it was so well. Shangela was asking all of the right questions. She was hilarious, but also like really like so Garrett, like you see it to what I gathered from your story was that you only go after guys if they don't want to be with you. And every guy that loved you, you ran away from. He didn't really answer the question, but I was like, thank you. You are reading my mind and I would love to hear an answer. You to were that. angry I watching was his very journey. very angry watching his journey. So I just cannot recommend that um, reunion episode enough. And they did a really interesting thing. Like after one of them talked, like this girl, Faith is trying to make it work with this guy, Anthony and Faith was the lead, but Anthony's kind of on board, but kind of not and being really wishy-washy. And she's just very there and very much like, no guys, like he's being as vulnerable as he can be. I love him. Like we've tried our best, blah, blah, blah. And they followed two of the people who were contestants and kind of audience members into the bathroom to talk about like, I don't like how Anthony talked about this. And I don't like that. She's doing all of this stuff. It just was like, Interesting ways of doing a reunion show that they don't always do on these kind of dating shows. Okay, so that's cool. That I was excited. Cool. That was my favorite episode of the season for sure. I love sure. a follow into the bathroom. Oh, it was great. It was <laughs> it great. reminds me of like Maury when they like run backstage and they follow him backstage. Okay, well, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know. It doesn't feel like that, but it is It is very interesting. And I, you know, I can halfway recommend the whole entire show, but very much recommend the reunion because it was a joy to watch. So, you know, it's just some dating reality show recommendations for you this week. We always love a dating reality show. It's been getting me through. Oh my gosh, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I hope you have a wonderful break. And um, we're going to be trying to do a couple of these remotely. So we'll see how that works. Yes. Um, And uh, we love you all. And we'll be back next week with more Tiki Mats podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. 